Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another Devo with Patrick and Jamie. We're excited to have you here and to be reading through a little bit of the Bible together and to maybe understand a little bit more about it. And today I'm excited because we're going to talk about something that I have done maybe like almost no research on. I mean, this is going to be like kind of a little bit of a newer thing to me. Uh, And it's something I know. It's something that I know about um, and have read, but haven't done specific research. We're kind of coming at it at a different angle. So Patrick, what what is it we're talking about today? Well, I, you know, I'm going to tell you I'm in the same boat. So, hey, (laughs) you know, if you happen to be an expert on what we're going to talk about, please let us know. We'd love to have you on the show sometime, but we're going to talk about the Ark of the Covenant. There we go. Bam. You know, Patrick, you know who is an expert on the Ark of the Covenant? Uh, who? Indiana Jones. Oh, never seen that. I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's that's like the first movie is oh. just about trying to find the Ark of the Covenant. So, wow. hey, you know, if Here Indiana we Jones, we should call Harrison Ford, see if we can get him on the show. <laughs> that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> you know, last week we talked about the Ark as in the giant boat. And this week we're going to talk about the other Ark. Uh, interesting that they both have the same name. Don't know what's up with that, but, uh, let's dive into the scripture and maybe we'll get some insight. Uh, we're going to read out of Exodus chapter 25 today, and we're going to read verses 10 through 22. So if you're going to follow along, hit pause, open up your Bible, Exodus 25 should be on page like 70. I'm just kidding. I have no idea what page it's going to be on in your Bible. (laughs) That was a good. That was a good joke, but that was a pretty good joke. <laughs> Open it up and follow along. Have them make an ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, a cubit and a half wide, and a cubit and a half high. Overlay it with pure gold, both inside and out, and make a gold molding around it. Cast four gold rings for it and fasten them to its four feet with two rings on one side and two rings on the other. Then make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry it. The poles are to remain in the rings of this ark. They are not to be removed. Then put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law, which I will give you. Make an atonement cover of pure gold, two and a half cubits long and a cubit and a half wide, and make two cherubim out of hammered gold at the ends of the cover. Make one cherub on one end and the second cherub on the other. Make the cherubim out of one piece with the cover at the two ends. The cherubim are to have their wings spread upward, overshadowing the cover with them. The cherubim uh, are to face each other, looking toward the cover. Place the cover on top of the ark and put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law that I will give you. There, above the cover, between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the covenant law, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the Lord talking in this passage. That's right. That is kind of a good thing to pay attention to. God's like just saying it straight up, right? I kind of like that about Exodus. God's like, okay, hey, here's what you do, right? Yeah. 
this it's not is- like, hey, you should kind of do this, or maybe you should think about this, or maybe you should like, maybe God gives you a feeling to do something. Here <laughs> in uh, in the Exodus, it's like, no, no, no. Hey, make this ark. Yeah. <laughs> go, go do it. Yeah. Uh, th- there it is. And thinking about what it looks like, man, it, it sounds beautiful. It sounds intense. It sounds kind of heavy. Yeah. Uh, it was the measurements were in cubits again. And so the conversions for those is it was about three and three quarters uh, feet long and about two and a quarter feet wide and about two and a quarter feet high. And it was, and it was made of solid wood and then overlaid with gold. And then it had uh, rods that were put in the sides and the, to carry it and then had this giant crazy looking thing on the top, which sounds absolutely crazy, hammered out of gold. Uh, and it had rings on it and stuff like that for the poles to go in. So thinking about it, it was designed to carry and it was probably heavy. <laughs> uh, a hammered, I don't, I don't really know what hammered, or I mean, I don't know what gold weighs. A pound of gold, I guess, is a pound of gold. But <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds kind of intense. Yeah, if you have to have special carrying poles, right, for it, you, it to me that means like it's not like, okay, one guy's just going to grab it, pick it up, walk around with it. Um, you know, you're you're looking at just from the, you know, if you have poles going through something, you're looking at having, you know, a minimum of two people carry it, maybe four. Yeah. Now, Patrick, like what's the heaviest thing you've ever carried by yourself? Uh, I don't know the weight, but... Hmm. Actually, I think the heaviest thing I've carried is probably bags of concrete or wow. uh, the big five-gallon igloo water coolers full of water I would carry two at a time, uh, one in each hand, carry that. Or That's pretty heavy. five-gallon pails of cement that was ready to be poured. Wow. Yeah, but with only one at a time for those. Those are really nuts heavy. Five-gallon buckets of cement. That sounds pretty heavy. I think, how much are the bags of cement? Like 90 pounds or something? The ones I was carrying was about 75, actually. Jeez, man. That's yeah. that's heavy. That's heavy. One on the shoulder and you go. So <laughs> the Israelites had this thing. They carried it around with them. It was made to travel with them, meaning that like people had to walk around carrying it. Um and so, yeah, that probably like my guess is it, it was, it was pretty heavy. It was a yeah. pretty heavy deal, and they probably had a lot of people who right. had to take care of it. It also <laughs> seems pretty expensive. Yeah, I don't know what gold ran back then. Well, one more note on the heavy. Thinking about it too, it says in verse sixteen, then put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law, which I will give you. And that's not your like paper notepad tablet. Those right. tablets were probably made of solid stone. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> so. like an Android tablet or a Samsung tablet or an Apple <laughs> iPad. <laughs> yeah, but back to the the cost, you know, it gold I think has always had a high status associated with it. I think gold has always been since it's a precious metal on the more expensive side of things, and I don't know how much this would have cost, but in today's terms, this would probably be a lot, a lot, a lot of money. I mean, talking yeah. about feet of gold, like 
hunting, you know, two and a half feet here, three and a half feet here, hammered eagles made out of uh, gold. It's probably worth a lot. Yeah, pure gold, right? Making it to the atonement cover piece, right? It's like, make it a pure gold. Don't overlay it. Make it pure. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. I think now gold, if you're looking at the price, um, I don't know if it's it's thirteen hundred dollars an ounce, uh, an ounce or tw- or something like you know seventeen hundred dollars an ounce, um, and it kind of fluctuates or whatever. But you know, a pound of gold. And my guess is that this thing probably had, uh, you know, multiple, multiple pounds of gold. Um, yeah. And so a pound of gold right now is um, a, about $18,000 for one pound. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you can think if this thing had 50 pounds of gold on it, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So super nuts, super expensive. Oh my gosh. And delicate. You know, gold is people, a lot of people don't know this, but gold is actually a a pretty soft metal. You know, rings that people wear are never pure gold because they would get scratched easy. They could bend pretty easy. Uh, They are always a little bit less than true 24 karat gold. That way they're a little more sturdy. So this probably, you know, was pretty fragile uh if it was pure 24 karat solid gold there's actually a an interesting little article that i looked up and there's someone who's guessing they're guessing that the ark because of the gold weighed more than a ton what yeah they're getting they're getting a little they're getting a little aggressive with it but but there's an estimate now here's the right answer the right answer is we don't know Right. We don't know. We don't have the ark. The ark isn't, you know, sitting in front of us. Um, if someone was to try to make it, they'd have to uh, they'd have to try to figure this out. But some some people who got really into this have gone back and looked at it and said, "Hey, how much do we think the ark weighs? How much do we think it could actually, you know, weigh? And how much do we think it could be worth?" So, yeah, we don't know. But we do have some specific measurements. And we know what goes in it. You know, it says the tablets of the covenant law. We soon, we learn later that that's the, the 10 commandments that are going to be put in there. And so it's a very special, you know, one of the most uh, well-known Bible passages is put inside of this beautiful gold box. So it had a very, very specific intent. It wasn't used to transport things. It wasn't your, your grocery cart. You weren't going to go on a ride on it and around town. Uh, it was used to house the tablets of the covenant law, which is a really big deal. So Jamie, you're a woodworker and I don't know if, I don't know if you've ever worked with metal, but have you ever made a very special box that had, that was designed for one thing and one thing only? You know, I helped a friend uh, work on a very special box that was made for one thing and one thing only. And it was a gift, I think, to his girlfriend. And I think eventually it may have been something he proposed, used a ring. Um, But I'm not sure if he ended up using it. But it was very tedious and very labor intensive. And it was very small. The hardest thing for him was to get the finish just right. So he made a tiny little box out of wood, put in tiny little hinges, sanded it 
cleaned it, put in a, like a finish, and then kept putting on different coats of this finish and didn't like the way it worked. And so he kept going back to it, sanding mm. it off again and finishing it again. And he must have finished that thing a dozen times. Wow. Before he got it to where he wanted it to be. So, so yeah, so an arc. So we're looking at the idea of the arc, and the word for arc, um, I can look it up in, in this software here, and it, it, it has a couple different meanings in Hebrew. It, it can mean a coffin. It could be a money chest, so something that you put in, uh, that you keep money. Like, if you keep money in a money chest, the purpose of that is, like, it would be a strong box. It would be something that um, was special, was elevated was more important and you'd put in the most important thing in there which might be your money um, mm-hmm. to keep it safe that was the purpose of it mm-hmm. and then the word specifically um, can mean the Ark of the Covenant uh, because it's referred to that way so the word is used in a couple different ways but I think that's interesting that that it could be a coffin it could be a money chest or it could be the Ark now all of those three those three things uh, are important to people and they're important to people because there's something you put something very significant, very special in, um, something that's really, really important, important. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously a coffin, you put something important in and then you bury it and never, you know, look at it again. That's a little creepy and talk about coffins, but, um, you know, it is, a, a, it is something that's important, um, and then when you go to a money chest or you look at, at something like a chest that you would put something important into, uh, it's really for saving something for later and for keeping something protected and putting something that's really important. So if you think of like a cash register, right? Um, I don't know about you, Patrick, but sometimes um, when I get real bored and I'm on the internet uh, looking at videos, occasionally you'll see videos of people who are trying to rob like liquor stores and they'll try to grab either the ATM or they'll you know back their truck up and like throw a rope around an ATM and try to drag <laughs> it out of the store. Yeah. Or they'll try to grab the cash register and run away with it. And a lot of these criminals uh, will do this and they'll try to get into it. And and people will even I even saw a video recently of someone trying to protect their cash register because it had their money in it. You know and and yeah. and I think man I wouldn't you know I'd be like whoa take the cash register and leave I wouldn't really be all into fighting for it but. Um, but it's interesting to me that we have in our daily lives, we have these these boxes where we put special things into yeah. that are most important. And they're things that I think either have high value to us because of money or mm-hmm. sometimes we have boxes and maybe you have one of these in your garage where it's like your keepsakes, you know, the things yeah. that you don't ever want to forget. Right. Uh, and so you'll put those into a special box and you'll put them up maybe on a high shelf where they won't get wet or damaged. And you don't necessarily get into them all the time, but occasionally you can go back and look in and say, oh, yeah, I remember that, you know, card that someone wrote to me. Or, uh, you know, maybe you have your when you graduated high school, you have your little tassel that has the year on it. Um, from your hat, you might put that in the special box or, or maybe there's a special ring or a special, um, uh, for me, actually, I'll, I'll just tell you what mine is. I have a special pocket knife and, uh, my uncle was a pilot and would fly up in Alaska and he did salmon spotting. So these big companies that would try to catch all the salmon, he would fly little bush planes, uh, with pontoon, um, with pontoons on them, he would fly his plane around, he would see salmon, and then he would radio it in and say, here's where the salmon are. Wow. And he had landed on a little bush runway in Alaska, 
And on the middle of the runway, he found this tiny little pocket knife. And he picked it up, and uh, he gave it to me. And it was the only thing he ever he ever gave to me um, in, you know, my knowing him. And so he get, he engraved my name on it and gave it to me. And so I thought, you know, this pocket knife is more special than the $5 one I bought at Walmart, right? <laughs> yeah. this, this one has a little bit of a higher value. So I tucked it away, and I put it away in a box. I have a little box, my little ark, um, <laughs> yeah. that sits up on a shelf of things that are special. Um, yeah. Patrick, what about you? Do you have uh, anything that's special, like a yeah. box like that or a... Yeah, I have a I have a little box of things like that. You know, it's it's mostly little things that I've gotten from my grandparents. I have the the first computer that I ever built in a little box. Huh. Uh, I don't know why. It's just kind of cool to remember one of the things that I built. But as we were talking about this and thinking about it, what came to mind actually is my old. Bible that I used to use and it was the Bible that I Mm. used when I was in high school. And, uh, I remember, you know, I have open it up and there's all sorts of like little like papers and and notes and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, you know, my old Bible is kind of like a collection of, it's like kind of like my arc. It's a collection of things I wanted to keep. It's, you know, prayers and notes and ideas and, papers and photos of people and specific pages. And, um, that's like something that's really cool. And I think that a lot of other people kind of have something similar like that in their Bible of, you know, special thoughts or ideas and stuff like that. But, um, it's also cool because, uh, it's, um, like the ark is a place for special things, you know, all the, all of the text in the Bible is something that's sacred and it's still alive and it's, um, very special if you choose to really believe it like that, uh, because it's the way of life and it's like a guidebook to life and Mm. it's so, so important and essential in so, so many ways in every single way, um, to life. And it's kind of like the, the outside, frame of the Bible is kind of like the ark itself almost. And we find out later, which is kind of cool, uh, about the ark in the book of Hebrews, it tells us that the ark contained three things. Um, and then it had a golden pot that had manna in it. Now Mm. in the time of the Israelites, uh, when they were in the desert, they didn't have time to plant fields, uh, and harvest food. And they were in the desert, and so like hunting, and you know, there's supposedly maybe up to a couple million of them who were wandering around in the desert, hard to find food, and so God provided food, and it was this special um, bread from heaven called manna, which literally meant "What is it?" Because um, people were like, "What is that?" Um, and so apparently, uh, there was it placed in the ark. Um, a golden pot that had some of this manna in it. And so Mm. kind of as a reminder of the time of uh, the Exodus and the time of God's provision, it also had, and you have to look up the story of Aaron's rod, um, Aaron, who was the first of the priests, who was um, kind of the voice piece for Moses. Uh, And so if you look at the Levites um, and all of them coming from that tribe, uh, coming from coming from Aaron, Aaron was kind of the the first of the priests, and he had a, a rod, and in um, kind of as a miracle, it budded, 
uh, which is which is a cool thing. So um, there was supposed to be Aaron's rod was also in the ark, and then finally, like you said, Pat, it was those uh, the Ten Commandments, the book of the law, or the or the um, the tablets of the covenant. And yeah. so having all that in there, it's kind of like this was a good thing for remembering who God was. Uh, and it's also things that are in some ways timeless, right? It's kind of yeah. like these things are important. Uh, it's important to remember. Uh, and so I think what's cool and much like, you know, I think honestly, I think everyone has a, a little box somewhere in their life um, or a place where they keep the things that are most important to them that they don't want to lose. And I think, you know, the ark was like that for the people of Israel. And what's cool is the ark can be like that for us. Um, And like you said, you know, looking at God's word, looking at the tablet um, of the covenant, meaning reading the Bible, going back and looking at Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament, um, we have a chance to see uh, God's faithfulness in the whole story. And what's cool, too, is the ark is even mentioned in the last book of the Bible, in Revelation. Um, And the prophet talks about seeing the temple in heaven, God's temple in heaven, and the ark was there, um, which is kind of crazy to think of, right? And so historically, I think, you know, there's there's this epic scene. And uh, if you ever watched Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, the final scene of the movie, it'll, like, I'm just going to be a spoiler here. So if you haven't seen it and you want to, uh, hit pause. <laughs> but in the final scene, they find the Ark of the Covenant. And um, it's, of course, the Nazis are the ones who are trying to get to it because, you know, Nazis are, are evil people. And so that's how they, they wrote the movie is that the Nazis are trying to get it because they think there's a secret special power that's inside of it. And so they're on this like mountaintop, the ark is there and they, they open it up. And when they open it up, they go in to try to see what's inside thinking there's some special power or some highly valued thing. And all that's inside is sand. And then the next thing, you know, this isn't like the, you know, the best special effects from the eighties. Um, like these ghost things fly out of the ark and kill everyone. I'm like not even making this up. This is in Whoa. the movie. Yeah, they fly around and like the most evil Nazi, his face melts with uh, with uh, what looks like claymation kind of. I mean, it's like really poorly done, hmm. but it was as good as they had back then. Um, but of course, the hero closes his eyes and therefore somehow he's he's saved from it. So yeah. for a long time growing up, I always thought, oh man, the Ark must be some like special, powerful thing uh, that has like secret God powers in it and um, must be respected and revered. And I also thought um, at the end of the movie, the Ark ends up being taken away and kind of lost in a giant sea of, uh, of a storage room. I mean, it looks like an Amazon shipping warehouse where nothing's labeled and the ark gets put in a box and pretty much like kind of lost forever. But what's interesting about the ark is is you know, maybe there is there I mean there is something special about it. For the people of Israel, the ark was put in the holy of holies. It was the most holy place, the most sacred place, the most important place. It was only entered into once a year yeah. uh, by tradition. 
And the ark was was to sit there, and it was, and it said that the presence of God, like where God was, was sort of between these cherubim or these angels that were at the top, and that yeah. the ark was like God's footstool into uh, into the world. And so it was like a, a significant piece that was holy to the people of Israel. But you know what's crazy now is that we don't have an ark. Yeah, it was. It seems like the ark is the only item that was not human that has gone to heaven in revelation. Like you said, it was seen in heaven when the temple of heaven was opened. I might be the only, and I don't know, you might know more than me than more about this than me, but I think it might be the only item that has ascended to heaven. Hmm. I haven't thought about that, but that might be a total shot in the dark. So I don't don't know. know. Maybe. Yeah. That might be worth something looking, looking into, you know, what have we seen that's in heaven that, uh, that we know is a specific item here on earth that made it into heaven. That's an interesting thought. You know, some scholars, um, throughout the years have looked at this idea of the ark being gone and thought, well, why is it, why wouldn't we have it? And what is the significance? And some people would say, well, once we have Jesus, you know, Jesus is the ultimate lawgiver. Uh, Jesus is the ultimate priest and Jesus is the bread from heaven. Um, Mm. Therefore, we don't need the ark because we have Jesus and Jesus is far more precious than any material possession. And, and we don't, and and Jesus has decided not to live in a temple. Um, God doesn't live in, you know, a building built by human hands. God lives inside of us, which is kind of cool. So you, and this is kind of cool, you and me and everyone who believes in Jesus, we're like a little ark. Nice. And inside of, yeah, isn't that kind of cool? And inside of us, God lives. And so um, that's kind of a cool a cool th- thought, right? That God thinks that we're so special that we would uh, be able to house the Holy Spirit. Well, thank you for joining us on this journey. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye, everyone. <laughs>